0: I need to talk about cricket because, uh, as we believe it right now, a lot of people who watch the game overnight would have slumped off to bed at the end of it all, seven thirty, eight o'clock, you know, in the morning, and gone. Wow! Just as you know, all our sports guys have done. Some of them have been up for twenty nine hours now. They might have slumped off to bed. You might have slumped off to bed. It's school holidays after all. You're back home with the kids. You took the opportunity to actually watch this game. They might have slumped off to bed. This morning, and they're awake now and going. I had this terrible nightmare that we tied the match and then we went to a super over. Wow, that doesn't happen often. And then we tied that as well. And then some guy in his bacon and egg blazer from the MCC or somebody, I don't know who, decided that we lost. And then, of course, you come right and go, oh, it really did happen. 241 for eight versus 241 all out. Boom. We did better than they did. 15 runs each in the Super Rover. We did better than they did. Well, no, we did the same as they did. In fact, you could say we did better because we scored a six. Jimmy Nishan scored a six. But apparently, because it's on boundary scored in the game, apparently... England scored a few more than us, and then they get the biggest prize in cricket. 48 games, a month and a half of this. and it comes down to how many boundaries a cricket side scored in one day, it decides this. And you've got nothing to say about it for another four years, even if you get into the final. Second time will be in the final. Everybody I know has been talking about it in the office. And and talking about ideas and talking about what how they feel about the whole thing. You know, is the boundary rule the right one? Should it be the wicket rule? There's one thing about it. I believe it should be wickets. We scored as many runs as England with the loss of less players. We had two we had, you know. We had wickets in hand. We could have brought them out and they could have scored one run and suddenly we got more. You know, If it was a game between you know 11 players and which side scores the most, it would be us because we had more players. We got them all out. That used to be the rule that got changed um, just after the last World Cup. Why? Did somebody have precog abilities and the ability to see into the future knowing that this is going to save England's day. Uh, other suggestions are, why only one super over? Why didn't we have five? There's loads of other suggestions as well. But at the same time, you can also uh, ruminate on this tournament where we have played with great character, where our fans have shown great character. Just walking into the studio now, I looked up at the screens, and we've got screens all over this building, and it's playing, playing the cricket left, right, and centre. And what did I see? I saw that guy who wore a Kiwi suit. Have you seen him? He was in a Kiwi suit all the way through. He turned up to so many games. This Kiwi f- suit was full of feathers. And obviously, it was very warm. He was in it the whole time. And he had long sleeves underneath it as well. That man must have sweltered <laughs> <You know, laughs> through June and July. Some of the hottest Junes and Julys they've ever had in England. That man must have sweltered. But he never gave up being a Kiwi in public. He has not been asleep.
1: Well, I tried to sleep, if you can call it sleep.
0: But you couldn't because it was a hell
1: of a game. It was extraordinary. And when I finally went to bed about quarter past 20 past 7, that's when Miss 8 got up. Of course. So all he could hear around the house was Lego being sorted and things being done while I tried to... Work out what on earth I just witnessed over the last eight hours. Now your
0: brain was uh, was tracking like a hamster in the, in a trap, going. What about that? Why didn't
1: that? Why didn't we get any luck at all? Maybe no. we did. Maybe we didn't. Am I biased? Am I looking at the wrong way? Was that the most extraordinary game of cricket I've ever seen in forty nine years? Yeah, I think it was. Most
0: extraordinary game of cricket. Just and I think for which we got the bad end of the rub every single time.
1: Yeah, it, it's almost like uh, we're in second place purgatory. We're standing on the on the cusp of heaven, on the edge of heaven, and then suddenly well, trapped in this no-man zone because we didn't lose, but mm. we didn't win. Ben Stokes, born in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, ben Stokes, though, at the end, he was
0: the one who st- he, he came up with the words that have been now broadcast around the world. Obviously, it was written in the stars. Well, who wrote that? I want to know. No, I don't know. Who gets up there and writes in stars anyway? <laughs> Meanwhile, here's the amazing thing. Okay, so we all know about the cricket. Uh, At the same time, across town, in the same city, at Wimbledon, we had the first ever five-setter decided by a tie-break in a major between Federer and Djokovic, and Federer had two match points. Who won?
1: I know, but I didn't know because I wanted nothing to do with it. I was so locked into the cricket. It was... Djokovic, wasn't it? No, it was Djokovic. And Do you know who won the Grand Prix? Because I've got no idea who won the Grand Prix either. That wasn't Silverstone just around oh. the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: then here's the other thing about millimetres. At the same time, the Warriors and the Broncos. I uh,
1: don't. No, not just,
0: One side could actually get the final. But uh, you just drag point. that memory out of my distant past as well. But it shows you how much top echelon sport is about the very last millimetre.
1: Mm hmm. The yep. moment, that tiny bit, that extra bit, that bit of luck, either way, Trent Bolts standing on the boundary rope, not really knowing. And, of course, poor Martin to I don't know what cricketing gods. He's upset, yep. but he got he got right. paid. Go,
0: go, and, go and lie down and get back on the radio, and we'll see you back here at 7. Awesome. Now to business, and we're joined by business editor at large, Liam Dan who wants to tell us about handling failure on this of days, (laughs) on this of days.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it it dropped into our newswire, this this (laughs) highly uh, intelligent uh, Harvard Business Review article about how the... uh management psychologists say we should deal with it and I was feeling pretty glum and so I got thrown this to sort of uh, to, to, to work up and so you know there's all this new science about these things as there usually is and it, and it all comes into looking inside ourselves and how, how, what sort of personality type we are. They say there's 11 types of um, uh, personality in terms of dealing with failure but three broad categories so I'll give you those um, yeah. you know so that some people are extra punitive prone to unfairly blaming others so I guess that's people who I heard in our newsroom's Blaming Bolt for stepping yeah. on the uh, the rope on the rope. Who sent out
0: Guppy? I mean, yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all those people, all
2: that stuff. Some are impunitive; they either deny that the failure has occurred or deny their own role in it. Well, in a sporting scenario, there are people who are saying, "Well, it was a great game of cricket. Cricket was the winner on the day. We didn't really fail. Well, we didn't win the cup." <laughs> yeah, I know. So you know when um, you know heads held high, but uh, yeah. And then there are some who are intro punitive, often judging themselves too harshly and imagining failures where none exist. Now, I don't know about this with a sporting event. Mm. I guess, did I not cheer enough? Uh, Did I not not psychologically, you know, seeing the the vibes to the TV screen? I think what it is is that I cared too much. That's why I'm so feeling so glum. After 40 years of following the Black Caps, I I know not to invest so much, but then they just drew us in because they... But this was cruel. You know, to tie
0: one game twice in one day.
2: Yeah. And
0: yeah. the game before it was a one-day game that happened over two days. You start sitting there going, "This team, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there was some sort of supernatural stuff. Maybe, you know, there was you know voodoo dolls involved or something. I don't know because yeah. it's all just so freaky.
2: Anyway, there's 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 no great answer here. I mean, you know, it, but if you want to look deep inside and and, and assess how how you, how good you are at dealing with these failures and where it leaves you, um, the you know it it it, it might at least. Uh, <laughs> Delay, delay, feeling the feelings for a while, and um, yeah, search for a lesson. Uh, you know, and as they say, it's not possible to, often not possible to write a failure um, or correct a failure. And certainly, it isn't when you're a spectator in a sporting game. But it is always possible to make things worse by overreacting in a highly charged exactly. situation. So, those of you who kicked in the TV screen yeah. and so on, you know, you do do some reflecting.
0: <laughs> well, the way I deal with failure is just pretend it never happened. Anyway, was there a cricket game today? Cricket? Yeah, let's oh. move forward. Okay, are we yeah. have. Now to business. And we're joined by business editor at large, Liam Dan, who wants to tell us about handling failure on this of days. (laughs) On this of days.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it it dropped into our newswire, this this (laughs) highly uh, intelligent uh, Harvard Business Review article about how the... uh management psychologists say we should deal with it and I was feeling pretty glum and so I got thrown this to sort of uh, to, to, to work up and so you know there's all this new science about these things as there usually is and it, and it all comes into looking inside ourselves and how, how, what sort of personality type we are. They say there's 11 types of um, uh, personality in terms of dealing with failure but three broad categories so I'll give you those um, yeah. you know so that some people are extra punitive prone to unfairly blaming others so I guess that's people who I heard in our newsroom's blaming Bolt for stepping yeah. on the uh, the rope on the rope who sent out
0: Guppy I mean yeah. hello yeah, yeah, yeah. all those people all
2: that stuff some are impunitive they either deny that the failure has occurred or deny their own role in it well in a sporting scenario there are people who are saying well it was a great game of cricket cricket was the winner on the day we didn't really fail well we didn't win the cup <laughs> yeah I <laughs> know so you know when I'm you know heads held high but uh, yeah and then there are some who are intro punitive often judging themselves too harshly and imagining failures where none exist now I don't know about this with a sporting event mm. I guess did I not cheer enough no. uh, did I not, not psychologically you know seeing the vibes of the TV screen I think what it is is that I cared too much that's why yeah. I'm so feeling yeah. so glum after 40 years of following the black caps I, I know not to invest so much, but know. then they just but drew us in because they... But this was cruel. You know, To tie was
0: one game twice in one day. Yeah. And yeah. the game before it was a one-day game that happened over two days. You start sitting there going, this team... You know, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there was some sort of supernatural stuff. Maybe you know there was you know voodoo dolls involved or something. I don't know because yeah. it's all just so freaky.
2: Anyway, there's 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 no great answer here. I mean, you know, it, but if you want to look deep inside and and, and assess how how you, how good you are at dealing with these failures and where it leaves you, um, the you know it it it, it might at least. Uh, <laughs> Del- delay feeling the feelings for a while and, um, yeah, search for a lesson. Uh, you know, and as they say, it's not possible to, often not possible to write a failure um, or correct a failure, and certainly it isn't when you're a spectator in a sporting game, but it is always possible to make things worse by overreacting in a highly charged exactly. situation. So those of you who kicked in the TV screen yeah. and so on, you know, you do, do some reflecting.
0: <laughs> well, the way I deal with failure is just pretend it never happened. Anyway, was there a cricket game today? Cricket? Yeah, let's oh, move forward. Okay, we yeah. have. to the internet and Nance Milicic has been watching the reaction to the game.
3: Yeah, the final. Um, yeah, well, yeah, lots of people have re- emotional responses to this, so let's get into some of them. Uh, whatever happens from here, the black cap's got dragon played at Lord's. That's from uh, New Zealand Herald business it's, editor at large, true. Jim Dan. Yeah, I
0: really love that. Take me to the April Sun in Cuba. I heard yep. that in Slice of Heaven. I so thought that was
3: brilliant. Nice positive way to look at it. Yeah. Um, Louis Herman Watt, who produces Daniel McCarty Afternoons over on Radio Sport, tweeted, like I love Mitch Santner, But I don't know if I've ever been as irrationally mad about anything as him ducking under a short one on the last ball of the innings in a World Cup expletive final, trying not to lose my mind but really battling with this one. You just needed one more run. I have confirmed with Louis that there was no exaggeration in that. It is still the um, Mm. the most irrationally mad thing he's ever been about in his life. And uh, Kane Williamson, you think you'll feel bad. I've got 650 hours of media interviews to do now. (laughs) That's not actually from Kane Williamson. It's from a Twitter parody account, but uh, probably a good estimation of what the actual Kane is thinking. And uh, Brian Ashby, our Canterbury sports reader, finished off with We've had the appetizer with Cricket World Cup in Wimbledon. Next up, the event we've all been hanging out for, the Greyhounds at Palmerston North, first race, 1 pm. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's that's that great. to look forward to, anyway. That's ending. great.
0: Uh, and as I said earlier, you know, uh, there's an awful lot of tweets coming out of the subcontinent that uh, is very pro New Zealand, so that's the thing. Oh,
3: it's nice, especially it is since nice. we're not some of them out.
0: <laughs> yes, this is true. This is true. Well said. Ed Smilicic, I thank you so much.